Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, IndustryGreetings.com, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, The Force of Optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Hello, folks. Welcome to another edition of Firing Line Radio Show. I hope you're having a great weekend wherever you are. And as a matter of fact, our guest this weekend, we're reaching all the way across the country, pulling them in from the East Coast there. We have Chris Elliott. Uh, Chris Elliott is a marketing director for Timney Triggers. Timney Triggers out of Phoenix, Arizona. For those of you who don't know about Timney Triggers and who they are and what they do and what they make, well, this show is for you. Chris, how's your day going? That's fantastic. I really appreciate the opportunity to jump on here with you guys and talk about a little bit of hunting, a little bit of shooting, and uh, a lot about Timney. So thank you so much. Hey, no no problem. And folks, that's not exactly a Phoenix accent. Your background there, Chris? Yeah, so I can't hide it. I, I am what I am. I'm a lifelong West Virginia. Grew up in the heart of Appalachia, hunted and fished my whole entire life. Uh, I've always been a gun guy and a, a really diehard I hunt a couple times a week, you know, regardless if I'm working or not. But I got affiliated with Timney uh, about 18 years ago um, with their owner and I are, are dear friends now. And and he needed somebody just to help him get the communication and the marketing out a little bit about this uh, this iconic brand that's been around since 1946. And and I've grown with the company and it's it's a very passion. It, Timney's a huge passion to me because it touches so many different lives in the Second Amendment space. So I'm glad to be here. Uh, you're absolutely right. You know, it does have kind of a, a pretty interesting background or history on that. Now, I've owned Timney on many of my rifles. And normally when I'll have a rifle built or have something swapped out, I just have the my gunsmith, Jim Gruning, out here in California, have him just take care of it. But this one time I ordered a Timney trigger for myself. And when I got it, um, I was kind of impressed when I opened it up. There was a whole bunch of different verbiage in there you wouldn't expect from a, a Second Amendment uh, gun gun company. And that struck me. I thought, you know what? There's something different about this particular company. I want to talk about that. Um, now, what would I be alluding to on your packaging that might be different from uh, uh, your traditional uh, parts companies? Well, there's a couple of things. One, we, we, we always send a Tootsie Roll pop with every trigger, which has been – there's been – theories about that are we calling people suckers or and it was a really simple thing we just uh at one time around halloween many 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 years ago we had some halloween candy around we thought wouldn't that be cool if you send somebody a, a trigger and they got a little surprise so we've been keeping that timney tootsie roll pop in there for many many years and then i think what you're referring to is the the little verbiage there uh let go and let god which was something that just kind of reached out to us early on uh uh, many, many years ago, and, and people responded to it. So it's a tradition. We throw it in there. As simple as that. I think it's amazing. I love it when companies stand up for what they believe in. Um, you know, it's we see enough of the woke agenda, people bowing to pressure. Uh, I just love it when people stand up straight and say, here's who we are, here's what we do, uh, like it or lump it. But uh, this, this we're not changing. Uh, and, and I appreciate that. And in my, uh, my industry, my business, what I do, it's the same way. I, I just appreciate people who stand up and focus on the right things. 
Well, I appreciate you bringing that, you know, uh, being a 77 year old brand and a brand that's iconic, you know, we've been through many generations and, you know, so we have generations of folks that know what a bolt gun Timmy should feel like. And then we have the next generation that may be a semi-automatic or, or now into handgun. So we, we listen, constantly listen to our customers. We constantly ask for their feedback. And yeah, we do have principles and we do have values as a company. We're American manufacturers made by Americans, proud to be Americans. And, you know, we're not going to deny that. Um, we have some of the best trigger men and women in the world that work at our facilities. That's all we do, Philip, is all we do is build triggers, right? So if you've been building triggers for 77 years, you better be getting something right, or you're very, very lucky, right? Exactly. Well, and in this environment, you're always triggered. So that's, but I'm pumped. Yeah, yeah I got okay. it. I'm He's not going to let that fall too stick with I had to let it fall just a little bit before I picked <laughs> it up. Hey, tell us, how how did Timna get started? I mean, there's this era um, of when it started. You got Nosler coming around the same time. A couple of other great, as you said, iconic brands that yep. we've all grown up with. Um, but there was a big surplus of stuff happening after World War II, right? So yeah, exactly. So let's take it from there. If you know American history or how it's made or American uh, manufacturing, 1946 was a pretty big time stamp on the history of, our, of America. A lot of folks were coming back. We just won a war. We're, we're proud of this. Uh, a lot of men and women were bringing back service rifles. And truth be told, back then, they really just wanted to go deer hunting. And they were like, okay, how do I sporterize this? Sorry, it's probably not a word, but it's a word I use. How do I sporterize this, this firearm into something that I'm proud of to take deer hunting? Well, the first thing they looked at was, I probably need to become a little bit more accurate with this firearm. And the accuracy can really come with knowing a lot about your trigger, or at least the muscle memory behind your trigger. So Alan Timney, genius man, he he came out with, in 1946, think about Mausers and Enfields and Springfields. And uh, came out with a trigger, with the same philosophy we have today. It has to improve the, the overall platform of the firearm. It has to be easily installed with common tools like kitchen table type installation, right? And it had to be uh, adjustable to the consumer. You know, it had to be what they what they wanted. And if it's those meets those three legs of the stool, it's still a Timney today. But yeah, our history is deep, deep into Americana, and it was deep in the fact that people had this wonderful relationship with a firearm, and they want to take that firearm and 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 go hunting. And Alan Tam, Alan Timney was smart enough to realize if I could create a true drop-in trigger uh, that, you know, I'm not saying everybody can install it, but generally most people can install it without any problem, put it right into a firearm and, and off the if you're, if you're over 40, you for sure can install it. If well, you're under 40, you'll look it up on YouTube how to do it. We had a, we had a trigger come out <laughs> one time. I can't remember what model it was. It was not that long ago, maybe 10 years ago, and, and it got written up into field and stream. And the writer wrote, you know, it was harder to put together, or it's harder to install than putting together a gas grill during the Super Bowl. And we were like, that is the greatest statement ever. And they were like, are you mad? And I was like, no. You know, he's a gun guy. And he can't. So we had to redesign that, and it ended up being our 1022 uh, trigger that is today, which is one of the easiest ones to put in, but yeah, one uh, so, the way to go. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it, it's just the same principle Alan started out with is does it elevate the platform? Does it help you become more accurate, easy to install, and does it meet your needs? Is it is it in that pound range? We could talk about trigger terms in a second, but is it something that you feel comfortable with? Exactly. Now, um triggers in general, okay. 
in the old days, and again, you can see the color of my hair. I'm not exactly a young buck, but in the old days, you know, you like the gun I grew up with hunting was a Winchester Model 70, and yep. you get two three eighths inch open end ratchets, uh, wrenches, and, and a small screwdriver, and you can adjust that thing any way you want it to get it get it done. Uh, the Remington 700 at that time frame did not have an adjustable trigger. And then Ruger came out with their thing. And oh my God, it's like, it appeared that for off the shelf rifles, lawyers were the ones setting the foot pound at range. Yeah. And you ended up with these things with eight, nine pound triggers coming off the shelf. Um, t- talk about that, if you will, the factory, the factory versions. Yeah, it's, because we've been around for so long and we, you know, we, we truly, everybody says they listen to their customers. Every business should do that. That's nothing new, but we, we do that. We have to, uh, because our, our customers tell us exactly what they're looking for. So if you think about your model 70, I think it was introduced about 1936, I think was the design. We started making a trigger for that in about 1953, um, because our customers asked for it, you know, to be in business, you have to solve a, a problem that the consumer has, right? If the if the consumer calls up and says, hey, I'd like to have a little better option for this, you know, Win Model 70, could you guys take a look at it? Yeah, we took a look at it. And for your example, the, the Remington 700 came out in 1962. By math, maybe off a year or two, but I don't think it is. We started developing a trigger for that in 1965. So we've been making, you know, back then we were only a bolt gun company. So we've been making... 700 triggers for a long time, Model 70 triggers, not because it was our desire. It was because our customers called in and said, hey, I'd like to have a little bit uh, a little bit nicer trigger or a trigger that feels better to me or whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, they, they called in. A funny story about that, we did this. What trigger would you like for us to build next campaign? Maybe five or six years ago. I'm, I'm getting a little bit long in the tooth. Uh, it could have been longer. And by and large, not even close. I mean, stacks and stacks of passionate letters came back for the Mosin Nagant. We were like, the Mosin Nagant, you know, the trigger's going to cost more than a rifle back then. Twice as much, yeah. Yeah, and we were like, now, why would you want that? Again, we didn't dream this up. Right. We just said, hey, we're listening to you. So the Mosin Nagant was it. And here it is. Here's our new new Mosin the Gantt trigger, which would actually make that thing shoot straight, which would be a, a, a good advantage. Hey, Folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show here with Chris Elliott, Timney Triggers, TimneyUSA.com. We'll be right back after this. Springtime is just around the corner. Soon, it'll be time to get back outdoors and soak up a little sun. And we need it. So why not enjoy the outdoors or the things you love in the field or the range, in the lake, or even in the stream? It's a great time now to get stocked up with the gear you need. Turner's Outdoorsman is California's number one hunting, fishing, and shooting sports retailer since 1971, and it even has 33 locations across California and one in Tucson, Arizona. Turner's is your one-stop shop for all your shooting sports and fishing tackle needs. We offer a full selection and unmatched prices on firearms, ammunition, gun safes, shooting accessories, archery equipment, and fishing tackle. Visit turners.com now and sign up for the Turner's Discount Club for free and get our weekly ads and member specials sent directly to your inbox. Turner's Outdoorsman's, savings you deserve on the gear you need. It's definitely expensive to advertise for your business, but not advertising is more costly to your bottom line, especially in this current economic climate. 
While we all know that sending Christmas cards to family and friends is an American tradition, we forget to extend that tradition to our customers and business associates. So show your appreciation for customer loyalty and remind clients that you and your company are still ready for their business. But don't just send any card to take advantage of the marketing opportunity that you're looking for. Your cards need to stand out. IndustryGreetings.com specializes in industry-specific Christmas cards. Whether you're an accountant, contractor, realtor, welder, or anything in between, our creative and exclusive card designs are the perfect fit. So head over to IndustryGreetings.com and search by your industry. Or check out our patriotic or religious Christmas cards and order today. That's IndustryGreetings.com or call them at 800-431-9161. IndustryGreetings.com, 800-431-9161. I use them, so should you. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. Hello, folks. Welcome back to Boomstick Radio. Philip Naiman here. Get our podcasts at FiringLineRadio.com, FiringLineRadio.com. You can find us also on YouTube. And because of the craziness that YouTube is, we'll probably start going over to Rumble again, trying trying that. Um, now that it's a little bit more friendly to use. And who knows where you are on social media. But we're still on the radio, AM 590 in Southern California, KQNA at a Prescott in Flagstaff, Arizona. Joining me back here, folks, I have Chris Elliott. Chris Elliott from Timney Triggers. He's calling in from Virginia. Um, I'm not sure why he's, he's, he's on the East coast here. He's, he's one of those guys. You got to kind of vet him a little, I think here. What do you, what do you guys think so far? Uh, how, how do we, how are we sure you're not one of them on the East coast there, uh, Chris? Well, I'm, I'm from, I'm from West Virginia. I'm the state that's, that's wholly in the Appalachian mountains. And we tend to stick to ourselves, if you know what I mean. And we've been around a long time. It's a bunch of, I apologize for my accent. I've been talking all morning and it gets worse as I talk, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was born with it. I can't correct it. I could try to hide it, but it, it's going to come awesome. out eventually. So you might as well just get used how, to it. How how sad would it be to have a regular voice that doesn't say anything about it? Like, like mine, you know, you just, you, you got a great voice. It's perfect for that. Hey, uh, Timmy triggers. We're talking the last time as we went off here, most in the gaunt, you guys are even helping them prove those things. Um, and one of the comments you made was that, it appears that the more accessories come out for a, a rifle or a chassis or a system, all of a sudden the more in vogue it is. And that's something I've noticed early on when I started shooting my rifles more that if I wanted a really good stock or detachable box magazine, I had to switch to a 700 platform. That was before the Tikas and everything else came out like that. But, but the 700 footprint accessorized the Winchester model 70 did not. And you look at through history, they were neck and neck in production and in sales. And then in the last you know, 15 years, no one's even sees model seventies anymore. Um, but the accessorized version of the 700 is taken off through the roof. What do you say about that? Yeah. Uh, you know, kind of have my finger on the pulse of the firearm industry for, I don't know if I was the one all tell all, but I mean, I've been paying attention for 19 years. Let's say I've been paying attention for half that time, 10 years. Uh, it's probably more realistic. But no, one of the things that our customers tell us about is they tell us about products that are platforms or they're building off of, or it, it, it was totally different when I first started. I mean, if you think of a good, fine, bolt action rifle, you know, you may saved up a little bit of cash this year and put a good piece of glass on it. Next year, you may have been working around for a little a pet project, hand load, you know, a, a bold load combination, that kind of thing. Maybe you're going to elk hunt, maybe you're going deer hunting, whatever. 
Um, and then finally, you may have found it, uh, you know, you may find your way into a trigger, for example. Uh, old Betsy over in the corner is your deer rifle, and you want to do something fine for old Betsy, you put a trigger in there. I get that. But it seems like, you know, as of late, and as I say as of late, it's probably been 10 years, it seems like platforms that are elevated, especially with the aftermarket folks, whether it be a, a good trigger, whether it be a good stock, whether it be, you know, it just seems like people want to buy a platform rifle and accessorize it the way they want to. Now, maybe it came from the semi-automatic world, but it sure is in the bolt world right now. And you talked about yep. the Model 700. Uh, you know, people are, are not only buying originals, but clones, and they're checking them out, not even for precision long-range shooting, precision long-range competition, uh, hunting. You know, we had to make a couple different triggers uh, a few years ago just for those different genres that are people are taking that that 700 bolt gun too. Me being a lifelong hunter, you set my trigger at three pounds. I get that same muscle memory. Uh, you take out all the variables like slack and creep and grit and all that nasty stuff. Uh, it almost becomes a mental decision when I see that elk or whitetail out there at 150 yards. My brain calls for the shot. All the icky, nasty variables are gone, and I can make that shot because of the muscle memory. It's the same as like a golfer making a putt or a, a basketball player making a free throw, the more muscle memory you have and you take away all those different variables, that's truly what a good trigger does. It allows you to become more accurate because you can build muscle memory. The trigger is going to break the same way every time. And that's kind of this magic sauce of Timney is once you get one and you get used to that feel and you're successful with you know increasing accuracy, you kind of want that through all your firearms, right? I mean, that's that's why an aftermarket trigger company like Timmy's been around so long. And when our customers call up and say, hey, now we have a N22 or Mosin again or whatever it would be, uh, MP5, whatever, we have to make sure it feels like a Timmy. So, but you're right, that has changed and I'm sure it'll change again. So let's talk about accuracy improvements. You know, a lot of people will ask, what's the first thing you can do on a rifle? You Whatever you bought, a Savage, a Bagheera, Tika, say you know, say whatever you bought off the shelf. What would be the best thing to do? And and a lot of companies do not want you messing with their factory trigger. I think Remington has a, had a few issues over that. But but what if you're going to accurize a rifle, hunting, long range, just precision shooting? What are the ch- changes you would recommend? Well, first of all, I'd. I'd take a holistic look at that rifle and say, okay, how can I become the most accurate with that? If the stock doesn't fit, forget about it. And it's the same with a shotgun. We know that. Um, if if you can't have a nice point of aim, it just there's something mechanical wrong with the rifle where I can't physically put it to my shoulder, look down the sights, look through the scope. There's something on. I would start with the foundation. Foundationally, does it fit me? Foundationally, does it feel good? Could I shoulder it? it for a hunting scenario, we don't carry benches in the woods. Well, very few of us do. Most of us don't, yeah. Yeah. So if you're hunting, does it feel good shooting prone? Does it feel good shooting off a backpack, leaning off the side of a tree? Uh, does it feel physically feel good? If, if that checks the box, yes, I am comfortable with this rifle. Then you need to think about how do you fine-tune this to get the most accuracy out of it. And I know I'm biased. I don't, my, my, I don't mean to sound biased, but a trigger is a good place to start. Now, not every firearm out there needs a trigger replaced. They just There's some great triggers out there. We happen to make triggers when our customers ask that are Timney. Um, and that will allow them, again, through muscle memory, they know exactly when that trigger is going to break. They, there's no surprise going off. You know, you know exactly when that trigger is going to break. Um, 
And once you get that muscle memory built up into your brain, then again, it's more of a, a mental decision. I can make that shot. I practice at that distance. The wind is right. The critter's standing still. And it becomes take the time to take the shot. And precision long-range shooting has taught a lot of us that as well. Those guys are taking that scenario to extreme levels, not necessarily extreme, not the correct word, but to a longer distance uh, than would have been necessarily in just a, a, a typical hunting situation. And if you do shoot long distance, all those things get magnified. If the fit doesn't fit correctly, if the trigger doesn't go off, uh, you know, doesn't break exactly when you want it to, all those things are magnified the further down the range you go. A little bit here on the front end goes a long way on the back end. So, yeah, you know, one of uh, one of the other companies, uh, Accuracy Solutions, talks about uh, the difference at 500 yards with a a sixteenth of an inch movement at the back of the stock, how far off you are down there. And if you've got a trigger that either breaks inconsistently or literally you have to focus on pulling all the way through it, you know, it, you're you're adding you're adding impulses, physical impulses into the shooting solution that are going to deteriorate your accuracy. Oh so the hillbilly in me, you brought it up. You're talking to him. Hillbilly and me is if you want to hit the same place twice, the trigger. I said East Coast. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. Maybe I took it too far. Um, if you want to hit the same place twice, the trigger's got to break the same place twice, or you're getting lucky. It it just it it just it's just fact. You know, um, so the more you that you can increase your odds that everything is exactly the same, just like a golfer, just like a basketball player, everything is exactly the same, then you have the ability to build on that muscle memory. And become very, very, very accurate. That's just that's just fact. Um, now, having said that, you can learn how to shoot with a, let's say a, a, a not so good trigger. You're going to take it a little bit more time. It's going to take you a lot more muscle memory. Uh, I mean, people do it all the time. I've watched some great shots with people that that using not so good triggers. Does it accelerate? Does it become? It's a little longer process, in my opinion. Then breaking everything, like I said, I set all my bolt guns to three pounds. I'm a hunter. I can pick them all up. I know the muscle memory. It doesn't take me long to one zero. I'm good. Inch high and a half or inch high to hundred. I'm good. Let's go elk hunting. You know that kind of thing. Um, but there are people that 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 like to do it the old fashioned way, and God bless them. You know, for example, for a million years we never made two stage triggers. I always said, why in the world would we make two stage triggers? They're icky. We make precision triggers. We make Finger on the trigger shoe, really, really nice, comfortable wall. You put the pressure on it, boom. Now, two-stage triggers blows my mind. We make two-stage triggers. I've watched a lot of people shoot the two-stage trigger better than they ever would a single-stage trigger. I was completely wrong, completely wrong. You know what? Well, it's what they want. You're making what they want. Folks, we're going to come back with Chris from Timney Triggers. We'll tell you what a two-stage trigger actually is right after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with United American Mortgage. New company, same Ed Hoffman. If you've heard my show, The Main Event, then you know that I think like you do, and that's what you want when you're looking for someone to advise you on real estate financing. Whether you're thinking of financing a piece of property you'd like to own or refinancing a piece of property you already own, or if you or your spouse are over 62 and you'd like to find out more about that reverse mortgage thing that everyone is talking about, and whether that property is in California or another state where you'd like to go to escape California, I can help you find the solution that's right for you and in step with your short-term and long-term plans. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 
640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll free area code 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the United American Mortgage logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. United American Mortgage Corporation, NMLS ID number 1942. United American Mortgage Corporation is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Real Estate. Hi folks, Philip Naiman from Firing Line Radio Show. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated $1 million for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at CCWSafe.com. AM590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by CCW Safe by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. Spartans! Lay down your weapons! Hey folks, welcome back to Firing Nine Radio Show. Philip Naiman here with Chris Elliott of Timney Triggers, TimneyUSA.com. It's where you're going to find them. And they've got like 170 different models, so there's really no reason why you're not slapping them on your guns here. Uh, years ago, and I'm talking about when Moses was in short pants, that's how far back this was. I worked at a gun store when I was 18, 19 years old and uh, did little light gunsmithing. And so I fixed this guy's trigger on his uh, Model 70. This guy was a bit of a talker. And uh, he, he came in the last week, like a week later out of deer season, talking about how this deer got up and was running in front of him. And just as he was taking the slack out of the trigger, his somebody else shot the deer off from underneath him. And I took offense to that. I said, excuse me. I set that trigger. There is no slack in that trigger. <laughs> so that's the same thing with yours, right? If, if you're missing shots because you got slack in the trigger, the slack wasn't in the trigger. That's, that's the bottom line there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, um, talking about different styles. We talk about bolt action, right? So a lot of people shoot bolt action. Um, PRS is huge. The NRL is huge. Uh, just, just enjoying precision shooting has come so much farther than it ever has in the past, but it doesn't end there. Uh, one of the other things I think is really important is if you have an AR platform that you have the ability to shoot that precisely, even though you like to shoot it fast, precision even matters a lot with that type of a platform also. So talk to us about that, your gas gun series. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, as we talked about, Timney was granddaddy's old bolt gun company for a long, long time. And uh, there were plenty of bolt guns out there that needed some some attention, uh, according to our customers, on what we may be able to fix. And at about 2005, we were uh, we were actually on a prairie dog hunt. Um, and one of the guides there had an AR-15. And, and we were like, that, that, that's, you know, that's pretty interesting. He said, yeah, maybe the trigger could use a little help. Well, 
we took it back and kind of popped out the two print pins and dumped it upside down and all these parts came out and we were like oh geez that's a that's a lot of parts so we went to our engineers and said that you know hey could you make a true drop in you know dead nuts crisp three pound trigger for this ar and and uh, they went to work and came back and believe it or not in 2005 i remember launching that trigger like it was yesterday we were at the shot show and and I, you know, here I am, you know, Joe Hunter talking about everything hunting. And then it, there was a little undercurrent of Timney's going into the semi-automatic world and are making a, an, an AR-15 trigger. And I was like, yeah, man, it, if you want to become more accurate, same thing we've been talking about, you know, eventually, if you're going to talk about accuracy, eventually you're going to get into the trigger world. You just, you just are. Um, so we made what's considered now the gold standard of, you know, AR-15 triggers. And we, we make them at, at three pounds, um, Easy to install. My son, uh, when he was growing up here in West Virginia, you know, a lot of his buddies were deer hunting and they wanted to go deer hunting. And and my son, I took him down to a friend of mine and we tried a lever gun and a, a bolt gun and we tried a break action action rifle. And we tried. He was a little, little kid then. Well, he gravitated towards that AR-15 because it fit him right. It just, he liked it and he could shoot it. Um, so we built him one for, for deer hunting here in West Virginia. And I bet for the first Three or four years, I don't know how many deer, but he was very accurate with that rifle, and and he brought home a lot of meat for the family with that rifle. So, again, platforms are going to come and go. Yes, you're going to be a bolt gun. You know, it's going to be in vogue for a while. Then you're going to be an AR or a semi-automatic. Then it might be ammo gets kind of goofy, and then everybody starts going to 1022s or, or rimfire type things, and and then you come out with with the uh, Precision long range guns and and next thing you know, you're having people ask you for MP5 triggers and that kind of stuff. So we just listened. Um, we think we know what we're doing when it comes to what triggers people want, but our customers is know you, a lot better than us and they tell us exactly, is, you know, which is, one they'd like. Does that MP5 trigger you just came out with? Does that work on the HK uh MP522? Uh 22. I don't know about the 20. We just launched it, so I'd have to I'm not that. Yeah, I don't know about that one. You might have got me there, but I'll get back to you on that one. So, <laughs> well, I don't have the, I don't have the real one, but I got a really nice fake one, the twenty yeah. the HK twenty two. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it, you know, AR fifteen. You also have AR fifteens that are not just fixed. AR fifteen triggers and AR ten triggers that are not just fixed at three pounds, but are fully adjustable, different shoe sizes. I mean, how many different versions are there of that? Man, we we keep again listen to our a cover. bucket full, right? We make good, better, and best, and we even we even make one the DH three series for competition that is you know way up there with all kinds of different adjustabilities and stuff. So if you're wanting to get into it with a with a, a bargain line or a budget build, we have an impact series for budget uh, all the way up to you know DH three, which is the top of the top. So and that's what we try to do is we try to make good, better, and best in every category. We generally listen to our customers and come out with what we think is good or or better, a, a, a better trigger out there. And then our customers come back and say, okay, we want these features. All right, well, we'll work on those. And then we'll have a, a group of folks that will come back and say, we really like your triggers, but we're, you know, especially during the AR time when it, when it was, uh, everybody seemed to be building them and it was budget basement type thing. We, we came out with a trigger that's a fine trigger, an impact trigger for um, an AR. And the same thing we're trying to do with, with, with all the different, I mean, it behooves us, right, to listen to our customers and have, entry level all the way up to the finest of the finest so so i mean the ar-15 market is is huge um huge i also i noticed that you guys you're anodizing some of the cases of the trigger different colors are there different colors that are more popular than others yeah 
I, it's I a part did. that goes inside the gun that no one ever sees. I know. It, it, it's silly, right? There's a couple of things that are silly. And if you give me a second, I'll, I'll try to land both these planes. One, when the trigger's up in the gun, yeah, you can't you can't see the housing. But our customers love to see different colors. They tell us which colors they would like to see. They want us to decorate one. We decorate an AR-15 for a 75th anniversary trigger. People love that trigger. We did one for uh, a Veterans Day, Memorial Day type thing called the Red Trigger. People like that. Um, they just like to look at those triggers in different colors in the package on their bench. And then there's, we've got a lot of customers that will take a trigger and run it in this platform for a while or this rifle for a while, pull it down, put it in another one. So yeah, I mean, again, we can't make all this stuff up. We got to start listening to a few of these people. And we have been listening to them for a long time. That's how we come up with different color schemes and all that kind of stuff. So that's pretty interesting. It's neat. And, and they do look better that way, but I mean, obviously I wouldn't have thought, oh, yeah, let's, let's color the triggers on, and on that inside. But it's, they're pretty cool. And yeah. on a drop-in for an AR-15, right? I mean, like you said, if you've got a stock AR-15 trigger in there, you've got the, the springs backwards and the grit factor and this couple of pins in there. But when you guys hammer that out and dropping one in, uh, how much easier could it get? That one is really easy. And I've done, I've dropped that trigger in many, many, many times. My son built a, a, a platform off of it. That one is true, 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 Timney, easy to install kitchen, kitchen table tools. Uh, it shouldn't take you very long, especially after the first one. You ought to be pretty inept with the rest of them. So. And that's the way it is with this show, folks, is after you've done your first AR-15, now it's faster to do the rest of your AR-15s. Um, you know, one of the things my wife says is, how many guns do you have? And I said, I don't know. She goes, how could you not know? Said, well, if I gave you a number and then you asked me in six months and it's different, why do I want to have that conversation? It's just easier for me not to count and not to know. And then <laughs> then we'll never have a fight. There so you go. When, you, when you want to put the air, air triggers in all the rest of them, I understand. You're making a valid point. Yeah, you make it. Yep, that's right. Once you feel one, Timney, and you're like, I get that. This works for me. It, they want to put them in all the rifles, which is fantastic. You don't mind that at all. Um, people can go direct to Timney, correct? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we sell through all the major resellers, retailers, but we also have a, a website that uh, it's got a lot of good information on. It's got a lot of compatibility. It's got a lot of the tech tips. Uh, we have a great customer service department, as most companies do, but we also have a, a great tech support. Again, we only build triggers. So when you call Timney, you're going to be talking to somebody that knows a hell of a lot about triggers, you know. Um, so that, that that's a kind of a, you know, you could go purchase Timney anywhere you want. We love you, love you, love you. Glad to, glad to help you out. If you need some help, though, give Timney a call. You just get on timneytriggers.com. There's a bunch of different places to contact us. We'll have a trigger specialist give you a call and walk you through it if you're having an install problem or if you're just having a simple question or you don't know what trigger to buy. We answer that question all the time because we make so many of them in, in so many different categories. You may not know. Hey, I'm a hunter. I'm going to hunt when it's cold. What bolt gun trigger should I buy? Okay. Yep. And if you go direct, you get a Tootsie Roll. Folks, Philip Name and Firing Line Radio Show. We'll be right back after this. Hi folks, Philip Naiman from Firing Line Radio Show. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW safe on your side. 
CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated million dollars for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at CCWSafe.com. Springtime is just around the corner. Soon, it'll be time to get back outdoors and soak up a little sun. And we need it. So why not enjoy the outdoors with the things you love in the field, or the range, in the lake, or even in the stream? It's a great time now to get stocked up with the gear you need. Turner's Outdoorsman is California's number one hunting, fishing, and shooting sports retailer since 1971. And it even has 33 locations across California and one in Tucson, Arizona. Turner's is your one-stop shop for all your shooting sports and fishing tackle needs. We offer a full selection and unmatched prices on firearms, ammunition, gun safes, shooting accessories, archery equipment, and fishing tackle. Visit turners.com now and sign up for the Turner's Discount Club for free and get our weekly ads and member specials sent directly to your inbox. Turner's Outdoorsman's, savings you deserve on the gear you need. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Yes! Great hunter. Yes? Yes. Fine figure of a man, yes? Yes? Yes. That is all you need to know for now. Hey, folks, welcome back. I could fit in that air just fine. Yeah. I could, that, that'd be now a different part of the country, but I could, oh, them old Daniel Boone's and all, oh, yeah, I could, Jeremiah, jo- oh, yeah, absolutely, baby. That's my, yeah, right the first up, one I to like catch that. that was a Jeremiah Johnson quote. Yeah, it's perfect. It's, uh, we may have seen that movie a time or two. I have seen it every deer season since I can remember. You know, my wife says, how do you know all the words to that movie? It's like, because it's a man's movie, there, there's not that many words. My son and I, when my wife and daughter were out of town, we used to have Jeremiah Johnson nights where we'd take something out of the freezer, you know, an elk antelope, doesn't matter. We'd turn on Jeremiah Johnson. We'd go sit down on the back porch and, and just eat with our hands and just be like, we're mountain men. You know, he's a little kid. He thought that was the funnest thing in the world to eat like a mountain man. Absolutely. But it's funny, too, because, you know, half that movie is just silence. Yeah. She goes, how, how, how can you like this movie? It's like, how can you not? I don't know. Muddy, muddy. What March is muddy down there? Farmers usually like March it. is a muddy month down below. Some there people you go. Like it. I should Farmers go mostly. Farmers I mostly. Yeah, I, I stumbled. I stumbled there, but you got me. Uh, you've done. You've done well to keep your hair so long with so many after it. Hey, no kidding. Yeah, <laughs> no, kidding. no kidding. Hey. You brought up something at our last break here. I want to jump right to it because this is our last segment. Um, let you go with it. But how the heck are triggers made? Yeah, it's it's fascinating. No matter the scale of our company, it always boils down to humans. And, it, you know, when I first walked into Timney in 2004 or three, whenever it was, I saw this big, beautiful machine shop and all these, you know, CNC machines and robots and all this kind of stuff that made, Manu- modern manufacturers are supposed to have and it is it is really neat to go there and watch 
how an American product is made. Steel and aluminum come in on one side, triggers go on the outside on the other side. It's it's fascinating. But what truly fascinated me was early on, well, since the beginning, every trigger we manufacture is taken by a human. It's assembled by a human. It's put into the action it was designed for, and it is tested by a human to make sure that it is a Timney. Every single trigger. So no matter what, you come to Timney tomorrow in in downtown Phoenix, and you walk through this 25,000-square-foot manufacturing facility with all these robots and state-of-the-art stuff, and then you go into the room where all the men and women are sitting there putting triggers together and testing triggers. Those trigger testers pull more triggers than any human I know, and they know a good trigger. You cannot, and they are proud of their work. I mean, they they have secret little codes, so each one knows which one they tested in case somebody calls and says, hey, Phillip's online too, and he says he's got a problem with his trigger, and guess what? Hey, T-Bone, it's got the, it's got a little pink mark on the bottom. That's yours, isn't it? And you'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to take that call, you know, because I put that trick. So it's just the, the in today's modern manufacturing and today's uh, production in America, it's just nice to see that there's still a human feel to make sure that that trigger feels like your grandfather's model of 700 or your 700 or your son and daughter's AR 1022. They all feel the same. And it's just the perfect uh, quality assurance, to be honest with you. Are there, are there processes? Are there machines that you could probably get to do that? Yeah, I'm sure there are. And I'm not saying we're going to do it forever, but I'm, I'd am i place a pretty heavy bet that when we decided that um, this is the way we're going to do it, we're going to do it this way, it's because the human aspect, there's nothing more when you're a hunter or a shooter, when you break that shot and you hit exactly where your brain says, that's where I'm aiming for, that is a good feeling. And we want to make sure that that feeling is repeatable every single time because, for example, me at a PRS match or me at a long-range uh competition or me elk hunting i'm really relying on that trigger to break exactly when i call for that shot um and it just makes the most sense but yeah i thought that i thought that i still think that's fascinating every every, every time i do a media tour i stop by those people because that's the heart of timney right i mean machines and all that kind of stuff are awesome don't get me wrong but the humans that pull triggers every day are just hats off to them man did you say one of the trigger pullers was t-bone well yeah i may have made that name up but that sounded good didn't it <laughs> Uh, I knew a guy from McMillan. His name was T-Bone. I was like, I wonder if he's working with you guys now. <laughs> uh, who knows? Who the heck knows? We'll just call him Fred. How about Fred? You know any Freds? I like I like the name T-Bone better. That's that's pretty good. You know? All right. That'll work. That'll work. <clears throat> so, yeah, so hunting. Yeah, tell us about hunting in West Virginia. Oh, now you really, we can do a whole show on this. Um, so West Virginia is a little tiny state out in the Appalachians. Uh, not a whole lot of people live here. Cole was king. You could. You can look that up. That's not hard to figure out. But we saw justify. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of a uh, lot of open spaces and the 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 West Virginia, the Elk River that I grew up on. Everybody hunted and everybody shot and everybody fished. That was just the norm. When you went to the barber shop or you went to the grocery store, or you were standing in line at the post office. That's what people talked about. I don't recall ever not talking about hunting or shooting or, or fishing. Um, and I was blessed. The neighborhoods I grew up in and the communities I grew up in, you got home from school and you grabbed a shotgun and you went squirrel hunting. Uh, and then once you thought you were a pretty good shot at squirrels, you went on to the old IT white-tailed deer. They're so, you know, the, the white-tailed deer is still king in this, in this country. And, and uh, in West Virginia, they're plentiful. So spend a lot of time shooting whitetails and, and then you, you, turkeys come on and you move to that. And then you get the experience of, of taking that lifelong 
you know, time of hunting in West Virginia where everybody seems like they hunt. And then you meet some folks that, no, not everybody hunts. You know, there are people that load up their their their, their car on a Saturday and go to the range all day. Well, we never did that growing up. We just went out to the farm and shot. Um, but it's interesting to see how different people's passions meet throughout the, the whole country. You know, I grew up, I didn't know what an elk was. I didn't know what a mule deer was. You know, I remember the first time I saw either one of them out west. Um, but I was just very fortunate and blessed. And it has gave me the only industry I've ever worked in successfully has been the hunting and shooting industry. I've been with Timney a long time because I have that passion. And I think our customers have that passion and people like you have that passion. How do we make things better? We're blessed in this day and age. Uh, farms are better. Triggers are better. Ammo is better. Optics better. You know, when I was growing up, there'd be this talk about somebody that could do the perfect hand load for whitetails or, you know, could inlet a stock better than anybody else or this, that, and that. A lot of that has kind of become mainstream now. And, and we're just, yeah. we're blessed to be able to pick a product up off the shelf, customize it the way we want to. Find a load that works for us and go have fun. It's 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 amazing how far this industry's come. I can't wait to see how far it goes. So, no, I think there's a lot of lot of upside to it. And again, it's well, it's like the Timney story. There was a need. Somebody started making triggers. One of the downsides in the industry is when people are like resistant to change for whatever reason. You know, why do that? Well, we've always done it this way, and and it's. It's so refreshing to deal with people and companies that are like, hey, what can we do? What is possible? Let's turn this thing around. Let's take the Second Amendment community from being a circular firing squad into one that's helping each other advance in different areas. Yep. Um, you know, whether it be monolithic bullets for hunting. Um, okay, fine. We have to use them in California. But if you're going to use them, use the best ones possible. Right. You know, who's right. making like the cutting edge bullets? Like who's making a dynamite bullet you would use anywhere? So that stuff, the optics, um, it's just good to see people. And then those companies are out there supporting like the PRS or NRL matches. You know, Leopold was at the NRL match last uh, last month. Uh, Vortex is pretty awesome, giving stuff away to, to continue to grow the sport. So I just think that it's amazing that we have such a great group of people involved who are trying to make the next thing better. Yep. Um, and we're kind of, we're kind of, I think we're weeding out the Freds that are, why, you know, you don't need a, you don't need that highfalutin 30 odd six for whitetail. You just need a 25, a 35 wheeling, yeah. you know, cause that's what we always had. It's like, well, somebody's going to shoot what they're going to shoot because they want to, and we should just give them the freedom to have that, have at it, be the best you can be with whatever you want to deal with. Well, smart companies that listen to their customers who find solutions to real problems or not necessarily problems, but scenarios, they always, yeah, opportunity. They always seem to win. Like when I started working with Timmy, did I think we'd be in semi-automatics and shotguns and handguns? No, I thought, you know, there's plenty of bolt guns out there and we do great with bolt guns, but we listen and adapt to what our customers ask for. If our customers want to, trust me, we only make triggers. If a WD-40 can or a squirt gun or a Windex bottle has a trigger, we're looking at it. I promise you. And that's an exaggeration, but I promise you, if it's a firearm and it has a trigger, we're looking at it. And that's the other part we didn't jump much into, but um, Glocks. I mean, how popular are Glocks in the United States? Oh, how, how how well known is Glock for its trigger? Well, I can tell you, when our customers were asking, they were asking loudly. And the only exactly. thing we can do is, is, is can we make it a Timney? Is it easy to install? Does it improve the platform? Does it make you more accurate? 
we did our homework and we came out with one in 2021 that has been very popular for us. And guess what? I'm not giving anything else. We're going to continue to bring in handgun markets. We've got Smith & Wesson MP, M&P trigger out right now. The sky's the limit. They've already... Big- our There's customers big have already spoken. Those, and I'm glad you guys are there filling it. Folks, I want to thank my guests, Chris Elliott, Timney Triggers, TimneyUSA.com. Uh, check them out. I shoot them. You should, too. I shoot their triggers, I should say. You should shoot them also. All right, have a great day, guys. God bless. Shoot, Felipe. Shoot. When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, IndustryGreetings.com, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, The Force of Optics, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. I'd like to introduce you to a new sponsor to the show, Sean Gibbs of Ask Defensive Training Company. They're in Redlands, California. They also sell guns and ammo. But the most important thing that they have for you here today is their training courses. Ask, kind of an interesting name. Why would you call it that for guns and ammo? Well, Ask stands for Attitude, Skills, and Knowledge. And that's what they focus on at Ask Defensive Training. Sean has basic courses for a first-time gun buyer. If you're not familiar with your firearm, you want to be able to use it safely, perfect place for that. He has also additional courses for defensive handgun, advanced handgun, and even learning how to shoot a firearm in low light situations. Bring your mag light. So folks, check them out at askdefensive.com, A-S-K, defensive.com for a schedule of classes. He's got a great store in there too. So buy what you want, train what you want, askdefensive.com. Traditional investment strategies may not be as reliable as you think. Hi, folks. This is Philip Naiman, host of AM590's Firing Line Radio Show, heard Saturdays at 1 o'clock, and the founder of Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. Our world is changing dramatically, and your investment strategy should be changing too. Now's the time to get a second opinion. Our mission at Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management is to help you on the path to pursue your financial goals while addressing risk. Our approach to financial planning is based on the biblical principles of stewardship. We'll guide you every step of the way, removing the mystery of retirement planning. So call us today for a free consultation at 909-406-1144. That's 909-406-1144 or online at cornerstonecwm.com. Our second opinion service will test your current strategy against market risks to identify any weak points. So don't wait. Call today, 909-406-1144. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. AM 590, the answer.